0: This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. I am super excited about today's show. I'm fresh off a weekend dove hunt that was absolutely fantastic. Had a good time, some of the best weather, some of the prettiest sunrises, sunsets that I've ever seen. And uh, the dove hunting was great. It was a fantastic time, there was a lot of birds. Uh, My shooting was decent at times. It was not so great at other times, but I'm gonna try it again this weekend and hopefully uh, it's a little better. But above all, it was just so nice to be out in, in nature and really be able to take time to appreciate all of God's wonderful creations, really just uh, slow down a bit, look at the butterflies, look at the birds, look at the clouds in the sky, all of those things. It's just, you know, even the world is, it, the world is no doubt, it's upside down. There's so much craziness going on. I still feel in- incredibly blessed that we, um, that, that really God even thought of us and thought of us and, and allowed us to enjoy all of his magnificent creation. So uh, if you don't get outside and you don't get out in the woods and you're one of those people that's still uh, peeking through the blinds wondering if the COVID monster is going to jump on you, it is, it is time to get out. You know, we want to live by faith and not fear, and uh, it's just time to go. I get your concerns, I get your worry, I get all of it. But at the end of it all, it, it, it's time to live your life. And there's so much out there. You don't have to necessarily, you know, be at a be at a rock concert or Woodstock around uh, around millions of people. But uh, what I will say is, is it's time to to go out and just appreciate uh, everything God has created for us. And, and you know, it's the simple things. It's the simple things. It's literally that I appreciate the most now. After my bout with it and my brush with death, I can tell you I appreciate those things more than ever. Uh, I did appreciate them before, but now there's just a heightened sense of appreciation, which I, I, I really enjoy, I really like. so. Today's show, we're gonna we're gonna go on a little bit of a philosophical journey because as we watch things, it just seems like um, it almost seems like a comic, you know. As as we listen and watch all this unfold, everything that's happening worldwide, not just in the United States, but worldwide, and, and clearly, you know, life is changing as we know it, as we speak, and it's happening quicker than ever and faster than ever. And if you're not concerned, it's because you're not paying attention. Um, that's that's just that, but. Um, Like I said earlier, you still want to walk by. You want to walk by faith and not fear. Uh, Worry does nothing. It it just literally is interference between you and God. So try to stay clear of worry. Try to keep yourself busy. But on this philosophical journey that we're going to go on today, um, I just had these thought of what if. You know, what if this, everything that's happening, what if this is God's cry to get us back to him for one, but two, focusing on sustainability for ourselves and our family. Because really, what else is there? I mean, that's the most important thing: is making sure that we are sustainable and making sure we take care of our family and, and raise good kids and, and people who who can do things in life and be sustainable themselves, and they carry that on. And that's really what that's really what creates multiple generations of successful people. So. As I got to thinking about this, um, I believe that we made a really bad mistake a long, long time ago when we started delegating all of our sustainability. You know, and it it it, it sounds crazy, but we literally delegated our sustainability for profitability in our day-to-day jobs, in our Monday through Friday, our nine-to-five. And I believe this was a huge mistake that most of the country. Uh, has kind of fallen into the trap, myself included, right? So this is just once again, this is a philosophical thought that, what if we, what if we really made a mistake when we decided, you know what, we're going to delegate our food supply, right? So we're going to rely on farmers and farmers that are regulated by the government in order to control our entire food supply. Um, That just doesn't sound good. When you put it like that, it's just like everything else the government seems to be in control of. It eventually turns into an absolute train wreck, right? And what are we seeing with our food? We're seeing more genetically modified food than ever and only to find out that our bodies really don't do well with genetically modified food, right? The more we get away from the actual heritage, natural, organic crop, the more problems we have with our health. You know, we look at the... We look at the farming industry, industrialized farming with our beef. I mean, the more we lean towards industrial industrialized farming methods and get away from grass fed cattle, uh, what we start seeing is just more problems with our overall health. Now with all the hormones, the hormones in milk, the hormones in beef, We're seeing all the catastrophic problems that this is creating, Uh, the chicken industry. We watch what's happening there. There's all these things we find out when we read between the lines, we may be literally uh, putting cancer right in our body, putting diabetes and heart disease and all this stuff right in our body just because of the methods used because we chose and felt safe to delegate these things out, only to find out later that the government regulates all of these industries. Now, I say all this to say, do not go get angry at your farmer, right? I have friends that that are chicken farmers and cattle farmers and and that are, are farmers that grow grow corn and peanuts and wheat and all this stuff so so it's not about it's not to them because they're some of the greatest people i know but when you get in a situation where the government ultimately controls every decision they make and controls the market all of a sudden everything changes right so we we look at this with with chicken we look at it with beef we look at the pork industry it's the same thing i mean if anybody ever really took time to tour a lot of these facilities, they would probably never eat those things again. And that's not what I'm encouraging. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is is something as important as our food supply, If th- you would think that we would find time in our lives to make sure we watched over it and and did it ourselves just because it's so incredibly important, right? It's important that we have good clean food, that we eat good clean food, that our children eat good clean food, right? So we delegated that with 100% trust so that we can stay busy at our job and one day hopefully have enough money to retire, which in reality, a very small percentage of people ever make that really truly happen, okay? So a very small percentage are able to do that, but we dedicate our whole lives to doing that and we delegated our food supply, right? Then... Is it possible that we messed up when we delegated delegated our education system, right? So we look at what's happening in education. Instead of moms staying home and educating their children and teaching them, you know, teaching them how to be sustainable and the things that they need, really, you know, real math, real history, real science. Um now we look at our education system and we're not even sure how long this has been going on, but now it's all coming out. We've been literally teaching an education system that's full of a political agenda right so we we removed um, we removed phonics and added and added um, added common core you know at what point was that okay and when did we get a vote and when did we decide that's okay so common core seems like we were working on something that wasn't wasn't really broken, right? This common core math, I mean, math was not broken. There was nothing wrong with the math that we learned and now all of a sudden they're gonna change math, right? They're gonna make it as confusing as ever. Phonics uh, is one of the most important things and this was all dot by design. When I started looking into understanding phonics, they've kind of taken that, a lot in a lot of places, taken this out of school. So it's this, you know, this sight to see method or whatever they call it where you look at the words and you kind of piecemeal them all together but instead of sounding the words out and really understanding how to comprehend and how to speak and all these things. But it's kind of the dumbing down of the education system. Now, we look move even further and we get deeper into this, and since we delegated this, now they're trying to sneak things like critical race theory into our education system. Remember, education really is set out to be something to help sustainability. But when we got so busy with our nine to five that we had to literally work every single day to make ends meet, and once again, in hopes of retirement someday or a decent 401k and those kind of things, we delegated our education system, and we didn't so much as pick up these books that our kids were getting at school and thumb through them and look at them and say, you know what, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with this history lesson, and I don't really believe in the way this math is being done. Um, but now all that 's coming too, and somehow, along the way, the education system's been hijacked right so so I have to be a, a, a little bit you know concerned about the idea that well, maybe we shouldn't have had so many you know daycares and nannies and those kind of things. But I get it, the world created a situation where it took a two parent household to make ends meet, right so moms had to go to work, dad had to go to work, and it was still barely enough. so now all of a sudden you de- delegate you delegate your, your children's education. And then we were sold this idea that, you know, for a lot of years, a college education was everything. In fact, people that had college education were looked at differently from those that, that do not. And we would send our money to these universities for our children to have this better life because of their better education, and only to find out that this ed- ed- this education was laced with a political agenda as well right so they were being taught things that not necessarily were not necessarily true Right, and then all of a sudden they get out and vote a certain way without having all the facts and all the understandings. And your child that left your home and went to the university is not really the same child that actually came home. They came home totally different, right? So, and we paid for that, paid dearly for it. In fact, we, you know, and there's the the facts are coming out now that the debt that you're going into to get the college education is really hardly worth. Um, what it's going to what it's going to do down the road because it's it's a clear fact most people aren't able to pay their student loans. Uh, It's taken them an entire lifetime to pay them and all of this is because we delegated an education on the idea that that was going to create a better life when in reality you know if if everyone had to learn a, a skill or a trade and become masterful at that skill or trade and the best around uh, I can't help but to think life would have been better because now we have a shortage of skilled people and definitely a shortage of people who are masterful and the best at what they do. Um, now the world is really looking for those people, right? So there's a shortage of electricians, a shortage of plumbers, there's a shortage of you know people that really truly know what they're doing, know how to run equipment, know how to build homes, all these kind of things. There's a major shortage of skilled people And there is an overabundance of student loan debt and people not really having a clue how to go out and and pay that debt. So now we get to where we're at, where we've delegated our health right so our health has been delegated we literally for years just trusted doctors whenever we were sick we would go in and just do whatever the doctor told us to do right so they just we just did whatever we put all of our faith and all of our well-being and all of our existence in doctors and only to find out that the doctors were actually somewhat hijacked by a pharmaceutical company that is actually regulated by the government, right? So once again, it all goes back to the same place. These are highly regulated industries. And we thought that the whole system was designed to help us get well, stay well, have increased longevity and a better quality of life. And all of a sudden in America, we make up five percent of the global population, but we consume eighty percent of the pills produced in the entire world, and we have the sickiest country um, in the history of mankind. Literally, you know, we have this more sick people. Um, we look at our, we looked at our elderly population, our Medicare age people. Once again, Medicare, another government-funded program. And it provides uh, provides insurance and care for, for people after a certain age. All you have to do is live here long enough and reach 65 and you get Medicare. And that's supposed to be a, a, mark, a marked difference between your quality of life and everyone else that doesn't have insurance. But yet, that's the sickest group of people in the entire world, right? People in America on Medicare is the sickest group of people. That's the largest drain on the economy. It costs more to keep those people alive. And they have the poorest quality of life. And... It's all because we've delegated this whole system, right? So we go and we have a symptom or a problem and we we trust that this, you know, we trust that this pill is the one. Only to find out we do our own research and we figure out that these cholesterol-lowering drugs are causing all kinds of problems. The antidepressants are causing more problems, right? Now we're getting into this world where this idea that we put 100% faith in our doctors to give us this vaccination, without really knowing truly what's in it. Now, I will say, on behalf of of we the people, uh, people are paying attention more than ever. Uh, I've never seen more people read labels on their food supply, ask questions about their children's education, uh, and definitely asking questions about their overall health because we've had a chance to watch our parents and grandparents die fairly early and a lot of times very, very slow and painful, miserable death even though they were under a doctor's care for a long period of time. To me, if the healthcare system was really working we wouldn't be watching what we're watching, right? We have more doctors, more specialists, more uh, imaging techniques and, and specialists than we've ever had but the whole system is really a sick care system and not a well care system because the same people, the same people that are controlling our food supply are also heavily invested in medications right and both of those industries are heavily regulated by the government so I can't help but to think we probably shouldn't have delegated our health either. Um, you know, you, you meet these old farmers and ranchers who never go to the doctor and who are all about the, the garden around their homes and, and eating real food and staying away from the pro- processed and the packaged and the refined and, and all of the stuff with all the preservatives in it. And they seem to be doing much better than the person that goes to the doctor all the time and takes multiple medications. You know, all you have to do is look at the healthiest people I know take the least amount of medication, and the sickest people I know take the most of medication, most medication, and they go to the doctor the most, right? All we have to do is look at our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents. The healthiest ones you, don't, you, you see, they don't take anything, or very little. And the sickest ones you see, sometimes they're taking as many as 300 pills a week. This is what I see in my office day in and day out. When I ask people are you taking any medications and they come in and they literally have to pull out a list because they're taking so many medications. Those are the always the sickest people I'll see throughout the day. The people that come in and say doc you know I don't I don't take anything. It just it, it just doesn't sit well with me. I don't think it's right. I just try to do what I can uh, and eat clean and exercise regularly and uh, it seems to work out for them. But Whenever we, we delegated our health and delegated our all of our responsibility regarding our health and just said, you know what, I'll just take what the doctor tells me to take, they're the professional, I really don't understand it, I really don't get it, but I trust that they do, this is what you get. You get a society of people, that has been basically hijacked by pharmaceutical companies that do not sit around and talk about our health, longevity, or well-being. They sit around and talk about how to get people on 10 medications by age 30, 20 by age 40, 60 by age 50, Right? So this just keeps going on and on. We think they are we think they are constantly working on cures for our problems, but in reality they're working on profitability and they're selling us right down the river. I mean, how many drugs do we have to see that are recalled in crack clash action suits over someone not doing proper testing and someone not really being concerned about our well-being? Because Now they actually spend, they actually put in the budget to settle these suits and they still make an incredible profit. So they are planning to kill people when they release these drugs, but but they still make a profit, right? So that's all they really care about. So that's something we probably should not have delegated. You know we've even de- delegated our own personal finances I mean it's crazy that we will we will hire stock brokers and financial uh, financial advisors and investment people to manage our money in a system that we really don't totally don't understand I don't think anybody totally understands the stock market uh, in a lot of ways the stock market is a lot like a lot like the lottery I mean there's some rhyme and reason it's a little bit better than a lottery but um It sure does seem to have a lot of excuses when it's going poorly, and not a whole lot of understanding when it's going correctly, right? So um, we pay people, and we'll give people our wealth, our 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 everything we've every every, in a roundabout way. Most of our assets, we will give it to them and say, "Hey, you go play with this and see if you can make me some money." And that's something we probably shouldn't delegate. You know, if we if we worked hard and and really were on more of a cash-based system, we wouldn't feel this pressure to have our money make money, right? So I think it's a good thing. I'm a firm believer in capitalism, all the things that that make this thing work. But once again, this is a philosophical journey uh, that seems bizarre, and maybe we are we, maybe we are paying for the seeds that we've sowed sowed in this situation. So. You know, we start to look at um, not only our financial system, but what about our tax code? Um, We have somehow had a tax code placed on us that we don't understand. We have to hire a dedicated professional to understand our tax code when in reality there's not a written law anywhere that says we have to pay federal income tax. Okay, so I want y'all to go out and all you fact checkers, I want you to go out and, and look this up find the law that says you have to pay federal income tax. Now I pay them, I pay them dearly, I'll be paying them, but the only reason people pay federal income tax is out of fear, fear of what will happen to them if they don't pay them. So there's no written law anywhere that says we have to pay them, but literally we pay them because we're scared the boogeyman is gonna come and get all of our assets, right? So so when we look at this, we have a code that we don't understand and all we do is pay in hopes of you know, not being audited and not having things taken from us. And it's all because we don't understand. This sounds just like the, this sounds just like the pharmaceutical company and the, the doctor's office, right? If they use enough big words, get us confused enough, get us overwhelmed and we're desperate enough, we'll do whatever they say to do and we'll put 100% faith in that. That's kind of what we do with our CPAs. We dump all the stuff they ask for off. They cook this thing up, and then here we go. All right, looks good, sounds good. It's close to what you did last year. Sign it. See what happens. Right? That's kind of the way most people are living their lives without a full understanding. You know, even when you dedicate your time into getting in the depths of this and under and, and, and really trying to understand it, you figure out pretty quick. You have to be a dedicated professional to totally understand these things. So. Um, I just have to ask, why did we why did we delegate all of the things that are so important for us to sustainability? And now that now that all of these things are in question, uh, we're wondering about our sustainability, right? So um, I think I think everything that's happening today is going to cause people to really start to pay more attention and like maybe it's time to grow our own food and raise our own animals for consumption, right? Maybe it's time to sharpen our skills and become hunters and gatherers not for recreation, but for sustainability. Um, we have a whole society of people now that, are, that have never been out in the woods, they've never caught a fish in their life, they've never done any of these things, and that's all, that's all concerning, right? I mean, we need to know how to do these things because um, the, the ground, the solid ground that we walk on calls, calls, calls sustainability, is getting a little bit shaky, right? Maybe it's time to um, invest more time in our children's education. If that means homeschooling, if that means really questioning the books that they're learning out of and and the stuff and the content that they're getting, uh, there's no time like the present for everybody to pick up these books and start asking asking questions and being at school board meetings and finding out what... uh, what grounds did they come up with this, and why is why is this acceptable, and why are we doing what we're doing? Um, and if you don't like it, obviously you got to do something different, right? So um, maybe it's time to spend more time teaching our children a skill or a trade. I mean, we have an incredible shortage in America of skilled people in virtually every single market. I mean it is if you can find somebody to do a job at all, then you just hold your breath that it's gonna be done right, right? So if if kids started this these skills or trade at 18, you know, their goal needs to be to be the best at it by 25, right? They just need to be masterful at what they do to where no one questions their work ethic or their craftsmanship or ability to do the job well. And all of a sudden that creates a business that is sustainable. Um, all you have to do is be the best at what you do, and you'll never have a shortage of business. I mean, that's just that. It's been proven in everything from, from carpentry to uh, cake decorating. I mean, once you become the best, you can charge $10,000 for your cakes. There's people out there that do it. I mean, they get $10,000 to bake a cake and decorate it, and the only reason is because they do it better than everyone else. You know, there's carpenters out there that um, can do amazing things in amazing amounts of time, and they never have a shortage of work because they're the best at what they do. And somehow we've lost that in this shuffle, right? We've traded all that in for a college education. These kids are getting out. They really don't have a skill set. They really don't have a trade. They really don't have a clear direction of where they're supposed to do, what they're supposed to do. And they definitely don't know how to run a business, right? So that's something that's not taught in school. And that's one of the biggest problems. We work our whole lives trying to, we work our entire lives trying to create wealth, but we never took any classes on money, right? So um, the, understand, the lack of understanding of money and why most people uh, die broke in this country. I mean, if you want to look at a prime example that still holds true today, listen to Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret. Go to YouTube, click on, Earl, or uh, put in the search box, put Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. And this was recorded in the 50s, and it's still happening today. It tells you what you're, literally, it will tell you exactly what your likelihood of being financially free is going to be so we work our whole lives we delegate delegate all of our sustainability trying to take care of our families and create some form of of wealth and some way of making ends meet and then all of a sudden all of a sudden to find out we really didn't do that at the end we should have been focused more on being sustainable because the reality of it is that the game is a bit rigged. I'm not saying it's impossible. In fact, I really would say that in America, your best chance is here, but you just have to be really careful about the road you travel uh, as far as making that happen and, and, and making sure your kids understand money, you know? I mean, it, it's amazing to me that I literally went to school and got, I don't know how many, how many degrees, but uh, none of the classes ever taught me about money. And then from the time I started, you know, you have to make money in order to have a sustainable business. It's not all about the money. It doesn't rule me or dictate me, but I can tell you I can't keep the doors open of any of my businesses without without money, right? You have to have income. That's what keeps the business going. So, but yet it's never taught in school. Why is that not started in the second grade? Why are we not learning about money? Why are we not learning about finances? Why are we not learning about interest, right? So, why are we not learning about how to put money to work for you? Because people literally uh, that's the number one stressor in the world is, is people's money and people's health. I mean, this is what this is what is creating the problems, but yet we never really never really get a good lesson on how to make it. i mean i spend I spend a tremendous amount of time. Uh, around people that have successfully done it, asking them questions. I mean, as soon as I find out someone had any level of success in their lives, you know, my first question is always, how'd they do it? How'd they do it? How'd they do it? I sound like a a second grader asking these type questions because I want to know. And through the years, I've been able to put through, put together a, a series of strategies that, that, that are leading in the right direction, but this is something I shouldn't have had to ask so many people how to do. It should have been taught from day one. I mean, if you're gonna spend the majority of your adult life chasing something, um, you would think you would start training for it a little bit earlier. So it's really hard at this point to blame the government for our financial system and blame brokers for being broke and educators for our education system and farmers for our adulterated food supply. When we when we look at all this, we have to look in the mirror and say, Yeah, this probably went wrong a long time ago, but this is gonna be the best opportunity we'll ever have to fix it, right? This is gonna be the best opportunity to really start investing more time in the next generation and get them free of this system that is clearly broken. Okay, it's clearly broken. I don't think the world's coming to an end, I don't think it's doom and gloom. I do believe in Jesus Christ, I read the good book, but I, I think we're in this for a bit and and above all, I think we're going to have an opportunity to fix it and uh, fix it on a big level and, and really make things better for us, you know, and, and really not, not so much, uh, not be so inefficient in our ways. And I think everything that we've delegated is, is truly coming back to bite us, um, is coming back to bite us in a big way. And that's where a lot of the fear and worry and concern comes from. So once again, this is a philosophical journey. You may you may agree, you may disagree, but um, ask yourself about these. What if you know? What if is it Did we make a mistake when we went down this road, and why did we go down this road? And start to dig a little deeper in this. This is nothing more than an opportunity to kind of jog your brain and think about why are things the way they are, and how much responsibility did we give away uh, to get to the position that we're in? Because we tend to take when we take responsibility, we tend to do a little better job than the people. We delegate those responsibilities to. So it's just food for thought. It's just one way to look at it, one way to think about it. And uh, I would love to hear your your questions, your comments, and uh, have another great discussion about this. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Y'all get out, enjoy nature, enjoy all God's creation, and uh, we'll be back soon.